Previously on Friday the 13th, a group of counselors were up at Camp Crystal Lake trying to get the camp ready for the oncoming summer season, when mysteriously they start being killed off one by one. Alice ends up the final girl and finds a way to be one step ahead of the killer, but then is pulled into the lake by something in a dream, convinced it was real. Will she ever find out if the boy is still there? Will she even make it through the opening credits? Why did Jason move the tea kettle? And will someone please feed that damn cat? All this and more on the next chapter of Friday the 13th, Part 2. Good evening and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm the Wicked Kitten, always getting into mischief, and with me, as always, are my creepy co-hosts, the lovely Travis. Hello. The endearing, the ethereal Faye. Hi, hi. And lastly, the dread you've been feeling since you hit play on this podcast, Dreadly. Boink. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to get that. I know. They'll just have to subscribe and be till the end. I don't know. Do you want to know what the hell we're talking about? Well, you're going to have to get that extra content from Patreon. But let's continue on and forge forward into what you doing, what you watching, how you been, Travis. Uh, So I finished Batman Arkham City. Completely. Yay. I did. I did all of the the extra stuff. Now I've gotten everything in. Uh, there's nothing left in Arkham City for Batman to find, <laughs> or Robin, or Catwoman. So I did that. Uh-huh. Uh, I also had fun watching um, a great Christmas horror film recently for my other show. Wait, you haven't seen Gremlins? Gremlins! I love Gremlins. Ah, uh, it's so much fun to watch that, and it's amazing what you could get away with with a PG rating back in the '80s. Whew. Boy, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Well, it's one of the ones that was headstrong yeah, for it, making PG thirteen. It it helped to uh, to make the PG thirteen rating, yes. But uh, fun, fun movie, dark though. It's that it's that moment in the middle, out of nowhere, with Phoebe Kate's character and the story mm-hmm. of her dad. That's like, oh, okay. I did, I was not prepared for a film like this to emotionally wreck me, but sure, let's do it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it plenty of times, but still, every time I watch it, it's just like, oh, man. And we will do it on this show at some point in the future. But, uh, yeah, that's been basically it. Just, uh, you know, watching other uh, alternative Christmas movies has been been the thing. Uh, So, like, Bad Santa, Gremlins. I'm going to be watching one called Sleigh Bells uh, soon (laughs) that I know nothing about other than it's called Sleigh Bells. (laughs) But with a title like that, it should be great. Should be, yeah. And Faye, what you what you doing? What you what you watching? Uh, how how goes your stuffs? Um, the only thing I've really done, other than watching, you know, uh, Wednesday and all the other stuff that's been out, um, is playing High on Life, uh, the Rick and Morty type game from the people that did Rick and Morty. It's actually been fun. I mean, it's it's not mind-blowing and, oh my God, everybody has to go play it, but I've been having fun. It's definitely the Rick and Morty humor. 
So it's a talking that's gun. On, yeah, that's <laughs> on Game Pass, right? Yes, it is. Does yep. it feel does does that feel like one that would be worth buying outright, or does it feel like a Game Pass kind of game? Because of how short it is, I'd say a Game Pass game. Okay. Apparently, it's less than ten hours. Oh, jeez, that's not very long at all. Nope. I've only played it a few hours because of work. You know, it it's peak season and right really. Not giving me a lot of time to do my own thing, but uh, yeah, uh, the, what I have played, I've been enjoying. And Dreadly, how you, how are, how are, um, how's it, and um, oh. how's it hanging? <laughs> how's it, how you, how you doing? How you, how you doing, buddy? What's up? Uh, well, continuing on the games that are on Game Pass, but are definitely worth buying, uh, is uh, Chained Echoes. Just uh, that looks damn fun. great game. Oh, and it's more impressive that it's made by one dude. That's like, what? Wow, it's a full homage to a lot of classic JRPGs. So if you're a fan of, uh, let's say, Chrono Trigger with a bit of Final Fantasy IX and a bit of Final Fantasy XII and a bit of Final Fantasy VI and who knows what other games that I haven't come across yet because I've only been playing it like six hours or something. But it is great. So go play it. Go check it out on Game Pass and buy it if you want. Uh, I ordered today like an old school version of it that comes in like an old Nintendo box thingy. Nice. Damn you whoever posted that on Discord and <laughs> but yeah definitely worth it. I I saw you playing that the other day. I didn't realize it was made by one person. A German dude even. Mm-hmm. Bomb it looked pretty good. It looked like it looked like a pretty fun uh fun game. Bomby did it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and at one point you're going to unlock like a mech suit kind of thing that, that you can uh, upgrade and all that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's it more appears. to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, what have we been watching? Uh, after a very long time, we finally watched Smile. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, that movie is... Uh, <sighs> That that, uh, that movie is uh, fucked yeah. up. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So but, uh, much. Yeah. Let me let me let me preface this by you know Faye said when she watched it's very much like it follows it follows <laughs> it follows um it it is the same kind of premise in you know in 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 a lot of ways but it definitely has a different feel to it because uh smiling is really creepy and uh now i see uh people smiling all the time and it's just really scary and i'm so scared but yeah it's uh it's definitely worth watching 
I'm 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 still it's one of those that like stayed with me in a in a way. It's not the ring scary. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there were parts of it that creeped me out and and stayed with me for a few days afterwards and lights were kept on in certain <laughs> places for for a few days, you know? I'm not saying I changed my whole life. I just turned on a couple lights, is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know. It's yeah, uh, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Definitely worth watching. And uh, finally, after a long time, also got caught up with season two of Chucky. Yay! Which uh, I'm, I'm just going to say in one word is uh, brilliant. Yes. That, that's sure. I haven't seen it yet. Yes. Well, you now you know it's brilliant. Haha, spoiled. Yes, we have spoiled it. <laughs> Got her. I mean, like, it, it spoiled it in the way of now maybe she goes into watching it thinking it's going to be good and then maybe it doesn't live up to that expectation type thing. But whatever, <laughs> it's us anyway, so you probably don't, you know. It's Chucky. Uh, yeah. I love Chucky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I know you do. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like, n- not the point. Oh, my God. I love, I love this show. I love it. It is what continues my faith in... Um, you know, other horror franchises getting shows. Not that they will ever be able to do what, you know, this show has done to the Child's Play and Chucky franchises because, like, it was made for it, you know? Yeah. This is as a perfect uh, mix of horror and comedy. And, uh, yeah. you know, Chucky himself is cool as fuck. And, yeah. yeah. I was say, see what happens when you let the original people deal with it? I mean, that dude only does that. He's, that's it. That's all he does. He does, that's it. And, and like, and and I'm like. But they do from, it well. Yeah. From what I heard, like, he kept the copyright. He was very specific about what he put into it. So he owns the thing outright, which a lot of times that's what happens. You know, people lose the rights to things like the whole Friday the 13th, half written, whatever the hell thing. So, like. But just the fact that, like, the first three movies are supposed to be, like, straight up horror and they're campy. And then the next two are, like, comedy. And then they go back to horror. And, like, this show perfectly blends together the the horror of the first few and the, and the last couple. And the, you know, and the silly, campy, whatever the hell those two in the middle were. Like, it just, it's perfect. It just lends itself to be great. So... Can't wait to see <laughs> Brian Fuller. You got your pants full. Wait, what? <laughs> oh my! Brian Fuller, you got your hands full. No, that's not it. What is it? You got your, what am um, I trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. You got you your, what, is it? what is it? You got your work. No, that's not right. What am I thinking? Brian Fuller, you've I got. You've got I, some I, splaining to do. You've got it. mail. <laughs> yeah, no, no. What? You've, you've, you've got your oh, you've got your work. Oh, Brian Fuller, you've got your work cut out for you, but I believe in you and that the Crystal Lake series will be good, great, wonderful. <sighs> yes, I can't wait for Jason's one-liners. What? <laughs> Look, it's a prequel. There is no Jason, technically. I guess there is a Jason, actually. But actually, we don't know how far back the prequel will be. Anyway, not the point. Um, That's wonderful. So go watch Chucky, because I want to see season three. 
Thank you. Yeah, Faye, go watch it. Yeah, Faye, it's on uh, the thing. All on your shoulders. <laughs> no. Season three, I was, season I was three hinges say, on whether or not no. you watch season two. Yep. Well, no, well, it's like I was going to say something that I didn't want to say. And then I realized by saying that it's also kind of taking away from being able to get the next season because, you know. No, I'll do the same thing I did with the other one is get it on, get it through iTunes. It's on Peacock now, right? Isn't it? I think it is. The show might be on Peacock. We are not here to give you the up to date. Factual, factual, uh, factual. Uh, was USA factual? Networks and something else. Factual news. No, no, no. So, so they have some kind of deal where it's on USA and Sci-Fi Networks when it premieres, sci-fi. and then after it finishes, the live, you know, not live, but like the weekly episodes, it goes to Peacock. Not but yet. I didn't actually check Peacock because you showed it to me. They only did that for season one. They only have season one. Okay. Well, then there you go. I guess they didn't do the same deal. Well, it may take a while for them to put it out because it took them almost a year for them to put out season one on Peacock. It took them a year. Yeah, those rights, those rights things are always tricky. Because, like, how the hell do you even get USA and Sci-Fi Network anyway? Cable. Just have their either cable or they have their own uh, streaming. It's like CW. You can get just the CW. On a streaming app. Interesting. You can get USA just streaming. I wonder if Hulu has a way to do it. Because I know they have like extra add-on things or something. Anyway. Oh, it looks like... Okay, so yeah, USA, you have to be a cable subscriber. But it'll show up on Peacock eventually. Eventually. Everybody clamor for it. Well, so I basically watched the same things as well and played... um, that dark pictures anthology game. Oh yeah. The devil, the devil within or the devil in me or something with dreadly on his stream. So we did get a second, uh, helping of that. And it also can't wait to uh, two kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm People good. At may have died. That happens. People may have died. Um, but that was a, that was a fun time. Sort of, actually. There is some graphic death in that game. Some graphic death. Yeah. I won't explain any further, but it's graphic and deathly. Oh. We watched uh, Joe Bob. Oh, yes. Of course. That's right. We We all get together because we're actually really friends in real life. You know, we don't just get together because this is our job. I had paid, so though, yeah. though we though we could if you were a patron, um, but we get together to watch the show, and we hold hands. We don't hold hands, but virtually, yeah. we virtually hold hands. Well, yes, okay, yeah. sure. Um, and the movies this time were. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no one done. remembers. <laughs> Don't open till Christmas. Yeah. Yes. And the first movie uh, was, yeah, Christmas story thing. No, Christmas horror story. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. We 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 didn't watch the second one, so. <laughs> uh yeah, we usually don't make it because it's so it's so late and 
some of us are old or pretending to be. Um, it has to be a movie that really that we want to watch. No, I don't think we've ever stayed up that late. I feel like we have once or twice, but it's like it, it's rare. Like if they announced if they announced a movie that was like, oh, this would be great, to, then maybe. But it no no. We do Usually wait to hear like, what the uh, second movie is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as we get. I mean, while they went to sleep, I watched the second one. <laughs> I was going to. I was fully going to. And then I was like. But I mean, we had just went through Do Not Open Till Christmas. And that was kind of enough for me that night. That like, movie. You know, I've. Uh, yeah. Look, if if you have Shudder and you haven't watched the Joe Bob special, uh, go go and watch it. That movie is worth watching once. Joe Bob, is, <laughs> Joe Bob makes it worth it. <laughs> yeah. Joe Bob and Darcy. You know, Darcy watches that movie every year, she said. She loves that movie. So, I mean, I'm sure there's something I mean, there. It's not the worst movie I've seen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I'd still watch this more often than I would ever watch Thanksgiving or Valentine. I probably would watch it again before I watch Highlander the Source again. Uh, I, just, I just had to rewatch it. You just it. did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have watched it now more times than I have. Movie mm-hmm. angers me at a DNA level. <laughs> I've watched that movie four times, which is four times too many. I've only watched it once. <laughs> and that was more than enough. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to hijack that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also took some time aside and recorded a little something again, like I did uh, a few weeks ago. And I'll probably put that out. I don't know when. It all depends. I guess I'm telling you this now. So either you've heard it or or I forgot mm-hmm. to post it at any point. So I hope you enjoyed it. We hope that you enjoyed it or will enjoy it, depending on when you listen to this and when it is posted. Yeah, actually, and if it, if it works out well and people liked, you know, the last one and they like the next one, then I may just make it a regular thing. And I'm but, I'm going to try to add, incorporate a few things, maybe little get to know yous with the other hosts. So you could be like, hey, now I feel like I know Faye or Travis or uh, the other one. And I feel sorry you know, for anybody who does know me. <laughs> it'd be a lovely time also if you put it out <laughs> if you if you do put it out before this episode and then people listen to this episode they might think you're pointing to that one and think that you have another new one coming in the future oh, God. Uh, now I now have to. the pressure <laughs> oh my god it's like inception yes so Perhaps there will be something in your uh, stockings. Well, not <laughs> stockings because we're well past. It's now January when this episode comes out. So Except anyway, if you bring it out before this episode, then it is still December and then it is still timely. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'm going cross-eyed again. Stop it. I'd like to, I'd like to give <laughs> a shout out to our patrons who pay for this. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I think it's time to peek around that corner and give you some of the highlights of horror news. 
So there's been a, a bunch of new trailers for some good horror movies coming out, or Woo-hoo! what assumes to be good horror movies. Uh, one of the first ones uh, is There's Something Wrong with the Children, which is going to be on Paramount+. Plus. And there's something wrong with those fucking children. Yeah, they're <laughs> missing their corn, obviously. <laughs> Holy That's Or they're Tommy knockers. Feels like I hope they're the not. Is that not a good movie slash book? It definitely yeah. feels like though. a mix of the two. Yeah. <laughs> and quickest way to get me creeped out by something: evil kids and possessed mm-hmm. or, or evil children. Yeesh. Don't like so it. Just <laughs> children, you mean? <laughs> Look, I didn't want to say it in so many words, but you know that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. You are not. I mean, you're out of line, but you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that one looks creepy. And it looks like they're playing it as like a straightforward, you know, horror movie as opposed to the the other trailer that we saw, uh, which is Kids versus Aliens, which was uh, like straight out of the hey. Stranger Things was cool. We should do a movie like that. And also, I saw Psycho Goreman, and and I, and I want to make something <laughs> like that. And so let's just mash those things together and make Kids vs. Aliens. And it's like Cowboys vs. Aliens, exactly what it says on the tin. Like, <laughs> it's kids, it's aliens, and there's and they're versus each other. And it looks like it's going to be cheeseball fun. Yes. But, what but, I wrote down about it is uh, it's cute terrifying and kick-ass yeah pretty much and full uh, of 80s synth wave in yeah. the trailer at least all the, the best yeah but travis had such a good segue there with the cheese fun thing speaking of cheese and fun <laughs> but you kept talking uh <laughs> Speaking of cheese and fun, though, there's also the Swissploitation action horror comedy called Mad Heidi, which looks absolutely bonkers, and I want it now. 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 You would. You're going to have to wait. But apparently it's only out. Uh, you can rent it on their own website for streaming. And a Blu-ray is coming February next year. Or this year, if you're listening to it as in whatever uh but yeah that looks great i didn't know it was something i needed in my life but i do i so. didn't know exploitation was a genre however now it is apparently uh casper van Dien as a, a swiss um dictator is a thing so you know let's go with that um yeah that looks that looks like uh like what was it um, Planet Terror and uh, Kung Fury had a, a love child, and it was a girl. And you get Mad Heidi. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just makes me hungry for fondue. No, never again. That's gross. <laughs> I uh, I saw it and immediately knew that uh, Dreadley will make me watch that at some point. Of course. Europeans. Speaking of international horror, Takashi Miike's new Hulu horror series is being called a masterpiece. Oh, that's really difficult to say, Hulu horror series. Yes. I just want to put that out. Like, yeah, oh, no. I slowed it down for that reason. You, you, did, you did good because that's a very easy one to be like, hey, 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 
and it just sound none too many H's. <laughs> so I mean, it's just like Huluween. Huluween. <laughs> Uh, the new Hulu series is based on the webtoon of the same name, which is Connect, which was published in 2019, 2020. There's no English translation available, so there's that. Um, but I mean, it's it's Takashi Miike, so like, do you really need a translation for it to affect you? Because probably not. No, as long as there's subtitles, right? So it's not that <clears throat> big of a deal, but you know. But yeah, I remember, God, I remember Audition, and that is such, what's the word? Like, unsettling. It's just really, really an unsettling movie. It it was like, but there's just something about it I really liked, because it kind of starts out like, like every romantic comedy I've ever seen, right? but it does not end like any romantic comedy I've ever seen. Which adds to the unsettling part. Like quite a bit, like it amplifies the unsettling nature of it based on the way that it starts, because you just, you can know what direction the movie is going to go in. And it's still, you're, you're just not quite prepared for what, what's going to happen there. No, there's a lot of, yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to this. How about you, Faye? Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Verbose. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the uh, uh them saying that there's no translation is b- no translation for the web comic. Oh, okay. Well now I wish I could go back and and, and subtitles that. are a type of translation. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, I definitely want to check it out because you know how I feel about horror series. They're just, they're really good nowadays. Nowadays. Not that I didn't really, really enjoy Freddy's Nightmares, but you know. Most of the stuff back in the, in the, in the, in the olden days of the 80s uh, was a lot of anthology stuff for horror shows. So, you know. Well, also, it's unless that horror series was on like HBO or Showtime, it had to be sanitized for broadcast. So it never really was able to be quite a horror series in well, the way that a lot of them want to be. Not not in the same. It it would let it would lack punch. Let's it put it that. La- way. Well, yeah, it would lack like the gore and stuff. Legacy. That was a show. <laughs> I keep meaning to watch it, but we'll see if that ever happens. It's just with the with the ability to put stuff onto a streaming service now and having different standards and practices. You don't have to deal with the network standards and practices. You can you can go in different directions with stuff. So we're we're in a much better age for uh, horror series. Um, not everything has to be either direct to video or theatrically released to be, to have that kind of stuff. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. And now for tonight's feature presentation. All right. I don't want to scare anyone. Then don't. Oh, come on. Let them try. It was on a night, not unlike tonight. And I was out camping with a couple of friends. Oh God, that is scary. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we're doing right now. 
That's not even the scary part. You see, we were camping on the other side of this very lake. Wait, you were at Camp Blood? Did you see Jason? Come on now, he's just a legend. We were sitting around the campfire, just like this one. And I was telling a scary story, when all of a sudden, we heard a noise coming from the woods behind us. Was it a bear? Was it a plane? Was it Superman? No, it was actually a baby deer. Well, that's anticlimactic. Coming at us with a machete. Ooh, that's more like it. Did you make it out alive? I'm I'm right here telling you this story, aren't I? Fine, I guess it's not a zombie story. Not until part six, at least. Friday the 13th Part 2 is a 1981 slasher film produced and directed by Steve Miner in his directorial debut and written by Ron Kurz. It is the sequel to 1980's Friday the 13th and number two in the franchise. This movie is the cookie dough prototype for the rest of the Friday series. Its campy peach fuzz feel is what made these movies classics. Its gore and sexiness defined a genre only to be outmatched by its later siblings. Yeah, I love this movie. Uh, It's not my favorite Friday the 13th, obviously, but it is one of my well-liked ones, which is saying a lot since I love the entire series. This is nobody's first time, obviously, because we ranked these movies the last Friday the 13th uh, when we did the first one. So... How do you like this movie? Sometimes I'm waiting to see someone raise their hand and I'll call on them. (laughs) And no one did. Oh, you son of a bitch. Anyone? Anyone? Anyone else? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? (laughs) Travis. I mean, it's Friday the 13th. Like... And you you nailed it with it's the like it's the prototype for what the cheesy eighty slasher would be like the first movie I like better. However, there's so many of the tropes that we come to like think of with slasher movies are are born out of like this. It's also one of those where it's they immediately capitalized. They're like all right, we put out a movie in 80, we're going to make a sequel, we're going to put out the next year, and then we're going to just keep doing that shit for a decade uh, or close to it. Um, it's fun. I got nothing wrong with it. Like, there's, it is it is what it is, and it's a sequel, and it tries to kind of one-up a bunch. It, it's fun, though. I, I have a good time with these just because they're cheese. Mmm, cheese. Faye. How about you? How do you feel about this movie? It's good. I mean, it, everybody's already said the the cookie cutter. It's the start. It's the genesis, and it's the uh, the we finally get Jason, the thing that everybody likes from Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> <laughs> the most iconic character of the series. Yes. Yep. Like, yeah. however, I mean, it's not the Jason he becomes a zombie. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah. it's not the Jason you would think of whatsoever in this movie um no which is kind of funny it is a hockey mask (laughs) but this is also very clumsy jason it is it's human jason that's why Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's also first time 
killing human Jason. So he he makes a lot of mistakes and there are, you know, comedy ensues, right? Right. Hilarity ensues. Dreadly. How do you feel about this movie? Um, I, you know, as all the Friday, pretty much all the Friday the 13th, I at least like them. Uh, so this one is no, no different. Uh, it's a fun movie. It has some issues. But as we said, we finally get Jason, even though he looks ridiculous with his sack. <laughs> <laughs> Potato sack. <laughs> the whole cut out. What was that about eye. phrasing? I don't know. Sack. Jason's Jason's sack looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Remember when Ginny kicked him sign. in the sack too? What? Yeah, but she totally hey, it's missed. A good way to escape a, uh, someone trying to hurt you. Ah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> hit that yeah, reset it's... button. Yeah, so even though uh, Jason is a bit silly and clumsy, uh, at least he's there. And he's killing people. And uh, yeah, fun movie. Yeah. This, as we said, this is human Jason still, technically. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's go right at it and say that it, really doesn't make any sense that he's still alive, honestly. Because if he was alive, why was his mom so mad? Like, why didn't he go find her? If obviously, he's got the skills to build a shack and stuff. And I don't know. It's strange. How is he missing for so long? I don't Look, know. You've already, you've already thought about that more than they did when they came up with the, the, the idea for this movie. They were just like, what if we made a sequel and it was actually Jason this time? Oh, it's brilliant. And that's, that was the extent of the thought that went into that. You know, this, what if he was alive and And an adult? Yeah. Let's make him an adult too. Like they could have made it where it was the thing, uh, the little Jason that comes out of the lake in the beginning of the first one. Spoilers. Um, They could have, they could have tried to do that, but, I guess they wanted like an adult sized Jason. Well, yeah, they they wanted Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, that makes sense because Friday the 13th was made basically because of Halloween. So now they wanted to make that again. Yes. And make an iconic mask. It's funny because, because they made, (laughs) they made the first one and it was something so different, right? So it could have just been this one-off, but yeah, they took it in a different direction and they definitely didn't know where it would go because hell if anyone knows where the hell that's going from movie to movie, he changes so much, but this is original flavor Jason with the burlap sack and, um, yep. Original recipe Jason with his, with his one-eyed burlap sack and overalls and he's just, uh, kind of wanders about and kills people for because they're there like that. Hey, person kill them. That's it. (laughs) This also has in the beginning, this is the, um, one of the only times that Jason takes it upon himself to leave crystal Lake to go and kill somebody for revenge. I mean, I guess technically he's killed other people for revenge, but like to leave 
And that doesn't really happen again. Like, I mean, I know he goes to Manhattan at some point, but that's that's different. (laughs) Like, this is, it's very weird. Like, otherwise he just like, he stays in his area and it's kind of like anyone who crosses his path, that's who dies. Well, yeah, I mean, so, at this point, though, that lore hadn't been established yet, right? Exactly. But, that's what I'm saying. And, like, <laughs> so they did this thing in this movie, and then never again would it be seen. But um, it was very interesting. Like, they brought Alice back just to boop. So kind of cool thing about that is, had this been a made, like, Scream kind of got some... uh something from this movie right because you bring back your character from the first movie and and the whole opening sets up and then they die right away and it's very much the drew barrymore at the beginning of scream type of fake out where you're starting off because that's scream took it in a different direction where they they made the marketing a lot about the drew barrymore character and that was a it was a big thing at the time but like there was some inspiration from the beginning of this movie involved in that bring by having a character that was recognizable to start this movie. So anybody who had seen the the movie the year earlier, it's gonna be like, Oh, it's Alice. Okay. So we're, we're going to follow Alice now in the fallout of what? Nope. Nope. Ice pick to the temple. She's done. Yikes. Yeah. Never mind. It, it, I could definitely see that as an inspiration. And it's also the whole, let's bring the characters from the last movie in, kill them off. And here are some new characters, which, yep does happen it actually happens in my my favorite nightmare on elm street movie we won't go into details but you know yeah exactly so um it's it's a it's a funny that's a tropey trope 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 um but and they didn't do it on purpose because adrian king didn't didn't really want to come back she was being stalked by a fan and she ended up like not doing well she dropped out of acting for a while. So she came on to do like the little bit role and her whole thing ad libbed. I thought that was pretty cool. She had to do the whole phone conversation. Um, that was great. And this was the directorial debut of Steve Miner who did, I mean, he's had a career, a pretty good career when you look at some of the stuff he did, cause he did this and then the sequel, uh, the, the next sequel, he did part three. So he did Friday the 13th in 3d goes right into house after that, Ooh. the first house, and then decides, you know what? I've done this horror thing now. I'm going to do something a little more horrific and make Soul Man. Um, oh, God. And put C. Thomas Howell in blackface because that makes sense. Uh, look, the 80s were a wild time, people. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's such. Uh... But he also did like Warlock. He did the original Warlock. Oh, I love uh, Warlock. And then it was like some movie, some, some TV stuff here and there, but, uh, forever young with Mel Gibson was his, um, my father, the hero with Gerard Depardieu, um, (laughs) like just random stuff. And then, uh, Halloween H2O with Steve Miner, uh, Lake Placid, which I, I love Lake Placid. I think that movie is a ton of fun, fun little monster movie. Um, and because he directed an episode of Psych, I have to mention that he directed an episode of Psych. Which episode? Uh, talk Derby to me. <laughs> uh, puns. And now he's he's done. Uh, he's kind of transitioned into a lot of TV stuff the last ten or so years. So the episode here or there of whatever, 
Um, but I mean, he's had quite the career, pretty good for just coming on and being like, Hey, here, do this uh, horror sequel thing. Cause, uh, we need, we need to, you know, it was, it's cheap and you're cheap. So we don't have to pay you much and you can make this and started a, a career that's still going. You know what it's time for? The 13. The 13 is a specially cultivated list of tropes or our favorite things from horror movies. This list may change or be adjusted as time goes on and in real time because this is real life. And the itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again. Which Number is one. A weird way to start the movie. I'm sorry. I just have to mention that. Like, <laughs> why? I don't, I mean, I, I, I'd forgotten about that for some reason. Like I blocked it out and I'm watching. I'm like, why are we itsy bitsy? Okay, sure. It's like the juxtaposition of the sweet innocent yeah. child and then the you know shoe of jason basically mm-hmm. number one kitty cat hell ding. yeah and it was thrown oh, it was yeah. totally definitely thrown through that window that is, that is the thrown cat prototype um, holy shit mm-hmm. also two cats in a row for movies by the way yeah yeah um also from uh, Travis said before, or Monica, I don't know anymore, uh, that Jason left and they never did it again because, you know, or wasn't established yet. I-, I would like to point out that this movie also establishes that Jason has a cat from now on, which they never bring up again. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he took that cat with him and uh, fed it and cared for it and had it in his pocket while he was killing people. Yes. I mean, he took the tea kettle off of the stove. He's very right? conscientious that so, way. Yeah, he, he's a, he's he didn't a, want to he's burn the place down. He's a, caring, <laughs> he's a caring person. And what better parent for nature's most perfect hunter than Jason? Yeah. So, makes yeah. perfect sense to me. I yeah. did like the taking the kettle off the burner, though. That's, <laughs> that's a very nice touch in that scene. Well, especially because I expected him to just you know, replace the kettle with her face. <laughs> As they would do probably in later movies, but not yet. Right. Also, that cat started to put up a fight, and I think that's probably why they bonded, because that cat was like, My yeah, No, me. that cat was like, I food first, kill later. Yep. But he had respect for Jason or she. We don't know anything about the cat. That's true. Number two, Volkswagen. Ding. Yep. Trope. Like a trope Volkswagen. Yep. It was the the uh, uh, the Volkswagen convertible that has trouble starting. Mm-hmm. And when the story demands that it has trouble starting. Otherwise, it's fine. Otherwise, it's a joke to get somebody blasted in the face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ah, beautiful. This movie and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and there's another movie. Those These are the movies that made me dream of buying like a cabriolet or a convertible bug as as a young teen, which I never got because <laughs> they don't even make it anymore. They ruined my dreams. Oh, well. Wait, I thought the new ones you could get. 
I thought they were the newer convertible ones that you can get now. With the new style. I don't even think they're selling bugs right now. But, like, they would go back and forth with, with... It's very weird. Like, don't ask me why they sell things at certain times and then they take them oh, off the market. It's winter right now, so there's less bugs. <laughs> Shut and, up. Oh. Get out. Just get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of vehicles, I want that truck. That truck was a nice truck. That truck also barely fits that pad that they had to drive on to get to camp. Because <laughs> when they go out in town and you see the first uh, the VW goes away, then the truck and they have to pass that little cabin thingy. That's mm-hmm. like a small, a really small fit there. <laughs> like, well, yeah, they didn't have it sized for freaking monster truck style. Nope. But they did have spot in the restaurant bar they go to. Just barely. Yeah. Number three. Scary location, time of the year. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Camp. Friday the 13th. Didn't create it, but it's close. Didn't create camp? (laughs) You're saying it didn't create camp? It did not create camp. Okay. But no, it's like it's it's not the progenitor of the summer camp movie, but it's it's close to it, and it certainly uh, expands on it. Oh my god, it is, mm-hmm. yeah, it becomes what people think of mm-hmm. as the you know pinnacle camp movie. Pinnacle. Basically, yeah. And of course, this movie does create the wonderful holiday of Friday the Thirteenth, which before this was a thing. But now we celebrate it. Uh, praise the number 13. No one? No one's going to go with me? Okay, fine. Fuck praise you all. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, it wasn't even a camp. It was just a place for possible counselors to get better at doing their job. And unfortunately, That's true. they failed. <laughs> That's true. This is... Uh... But it was at a summer camp location. Yes. Yeah, like the first one, they were getting ready for stuff. The second one, they're learning how to be better counselors. And the the third one, they don't even do that. So, But we'll get to that next time. Number four, Metahumor, Fourth Wall Breaks, mentioning the title. Did mention the title, kind of. I mean, kind of. mentioned Friday no the 13th. part two, but... <laughs> no part that two. Been, yeah. yeah, that would have right. been a little bit more. So it was Friday the 13th, but part two... What? <laughs> what? Waka waka. Uh, I mean, there isn't really like fourth wall breaks. Um, so, no. Nobody's breaking the fourth wall. It's kind of, sort of, not really meta. But that wasn't such a no. thing at this point either. It would be uh, in a couple of years. And it would be. Movies. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was the psych out with, uh, was it? Crazy Ralph and and you know whether it's Jason or Crazy Ralph that's walking through the part or through the camp watching them and oh yeah there's Crazy a scene Ralph. just before Jason kills him yeah I mean that's what they were going for it didn't work but that's what they were going for <clears throat> that's as close yeah. trickery number five archetype characters 
Crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th? Hmm, Random no. Scream? No, none of those. <laughs> certainly, certainly not. I'm, I'm really I sad mean, that this is the last time that I will get to say this, that it's, you know, to say Crazy Ralph and we're talking about actual Crazy Ralph. Like, yeah. that's a little sad. Um, but there They're are all doomed. crazy people. Well, I mean, you know, a barbed wire garrot will do that. He went out like a, like a, like a, like a, an American original. He. Like a pinata. Yeah, he died. I mean, you've got your, like, this is all archetype characters, right? Because it's just all tropey characters um, through and through, which is great. I liked it. Um, You got your, like, the couple. uh, Wow. Whoever it was, I can't remember names of anybody at this point. We're just all and uh, yeah, apparently guy's name I don't remember. Um, I remember the chicks' names more than the guys for some reason. Was it but, Sandra that was in the the truck? Yeah, with uh, Sandra with, with the Tom curly Hulk. hair and the. Yep. So you had them, and they're just off, you know, screwing whenever they can. And uh, I did like um, what's his name that's in the wheelchair. Um, yeah, Mark. Mark. Uh, the only thing, if the, again, if this were made a few years later, there would have been some comments about like no wheelchair accessible ramps or anything. Like there would have been some jokes made about that. Well, he did really go fun. down the stairs easily. I mean, it's true. That is a uh, that is one of those scenes that I remember a lot when I think of Friday the Thirteenth. Is the is that the chair rolling down those steep stairs? Yeah. Um. Cause that's just like horrifying. Um, but I also like, I like the fact that it's the first sequel in the series. They have a character like that and they're the, like, nothing's made out of it. He's just there. Like nobody makes a point of like bringing up that he's in the wheelchair or they don't make it a plot point or they don't make it a, it's just, he's just another character just happens to be in a wheelchair, uh, crushing everybody at arm wrestling. Like, yeah. which is the way and I like that. I yeah. like how I like when characterizations are done that way, like have something like that. And just, it's not a thing. It's just there. It just is. And you don't have to point it out. So, yes. you know, and he was progressive in that way. Yeah. Plus he, by all accounts, he was a nice dude mm-hmm. with huge yeah. guns. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've got the, um, You know, the main dude that's like running the camp and um our final girl. Yeah. Blonde. Yeah, everybody's the nerdy just guy like, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. The nerdy jokester. He, he survives. <laughs> actually, you know oh. one of the only ser- ones that were there, this is actually people who survive because they they stay and they find the late night bar. <laughs> Also, breaking tropes, the black guy also survives. Yes, he does. And the, yes, there's a black was, guy in his face. I, I only a, noticed that for the first time watching it now. I was like, hey, there's a black guy. I there never was also noticed an Asian woman as well. Yeah, there I have also an not Asian noticed woman. that again. I shall watch it. <laughs> but yeah, but they had no lines. They were kind of just in the background of the scenes, which still kind of counts and, and like subverts the trope, but also didn't have any real role. 
which was, yeah. you know, also bad. Because, like, the trope is, the, the straight-up trope is, you know, black eye dies first, but it's usually just that the black character always dies. And there's, you know, reason for that back in, in these days, at least. And that's because they're not, they're never the prime, what do you call it? The main character. They're always a character. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So while on the one hand, it does break the trope, it, you know, doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. But I did find that interesting. Oh, um, Jason is an archetype character. I've decided he is quite literally. It's the hockey mask thing is it's like a, what do you call it? Like whenever somebody makes a comment in a movie, it's always like, Oh, you're some psycho in a hockey mask is going to come kill you or something like that. And that's Jason. Like Jason's become like a, well, he's a he is an archetype. He's a trope. He is the silent stalking killer. It's yes. what it's Jason and Michael Myers were that. You know, well, that's yeah. why. But that's even more so. Yeah. Even more so because Jason became this kind of, you know, the hockey mess for whatever reason, it it made it like a thing that made him not only like you knew who everyone was talking about, but could make it a completely generic character. It's because it's, an iconic, it's a simple, iconic look. That hockey mm-hmm. mask is something that everyone has seen. They know what it looks like. And to have that on that character associates it with that character. Even though that mask has changed uh, in design <laughs> like four or five different times. Yeah. It's different in every movie. They show like, I've seen it on, on, on Twitter. Somebody will have a picture of each different mask. With the the little arrow things on it, like in different places, different colors, the well, cracks in it, and whatnot. It's great. Michael, the Michael Myers mask is different in every movie too. But if you see that imagery, you know it's Michael Myers because it's it's all variations on that same theme, and that's what what worked. Is it's yes, every mask is different. They they did that, but it's still that same style of hockey mask. So. Jason became that. This is the first, this was the rough draft version of Jason. Yes. Right. Cause also let, let's point out that he's not wearing the hockey mask at all in this. He doesn't even have it yet. Going back no, to our burlap sack. He does. Uh, he does do the Jason move of crashing through windows, but he hasn't perfected that yet. So he's not good at it. <laughs> it's just like one arm through the window. Uh, and that's about it. Even the, even the guy playing Jason hurt himself trying to crash through that window. So that was a, uh, that sucked. Again, early draft. You know, they had, to, they had to refine things, work that out, workshop it a little bit. Had to learn how also, to do sugar glass. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Another, that one guy, the creepy guy, he's, well, I'm just going to call him the creepy guy, but the dude that, uh, that stalks Terry. I remember the girl's names. That hits her butt with the with the slingshot. Oh yeah, him. That steals her clothes. He's a creeper, like a super creeper. Um, so if there is an archetype character of the creepy guy, he is the creepy guy. The the playboy. The creepy. Well, not just playboy. playboy. He, he's it, it, it's more than that because like he literally like she's naked and he steals her clothes 
and is just kind of like taunting her with him. Like in this day and age, that's like, you know, that's a much more serious issue than it was back in the in the eighties and whatnot. And the fact no, that in the eighties that was flirting. Yeah, apparently. That was just, I can, can you, like, if somebody did that to me, I would be so embarrassed and pissed off. Like he got what he deserved. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> also, he, he reminded me of a, of the wish.com version of Tom Welling. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <clears throat> uh, also not really Kinsa or whoever like freaking out but that one girl who just kind of like stands there and like dies uh like i know she gets back into like behind the door and whatnot but like she just stares she doesn't try to run or anything i know she's scared and young and whatnot but i just i always laugh at that one because it's also like they're they're in, in a lot of the other sequels they'll show clips from the earlier movies and her death of the knife coming towards her or whatever he was holding. No, I can't remember anymore, mm-hmm. but like coming towards her as the, the camera actually starts to focus in on her face is just her like, you know, for like I five mean, minutes. It's mostly the nail, the nail on the hand. Yeah, that's true. The thumbnail, Jason's thumbnail is always, and I always see that. I like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> dude, dude, how did you, what, what you hit yourself with a hammer? What happened there? Yeah, like, well, he's well, the holding his head, probably. Yeah. Uh, by the way, creepy guy, um, played by Russell Todd, uh, also in Chopping Mall. So, who did he play in Chopping Mall? Rick, creepy guy. <laughs> probably. Yeah. We haven't seen Chopping Mall for this show, but we did watch it on. Wait, you haven't seen? Yeah. So, you know, which if you haven't heard it, then you would be on a show called Wait, you haven't heard. Uh, so go listen to that podcast from, I don't know, two, three years ago or something near Halloween. Yeah, Just thought I'd bring that up. Mm-hmm. He was. No, that's cool. I like that stuff. I like when people are in other movies. I didn't know that. Number six, <laughs> pointless boobies, weird wings, mm-hmm. moonies. It is a Friday mm-hmm. the 13th movie. <laughs> yeah. Would it be one without some teenage, some, some young people nudity? I I would like to um there're no weird bangs but I would like to and there's technically no moonies moon well there is a moonie I would like to give uh, the perfect butt award to Terry for those even shorts. though her her sensitivity those sh- in those areas are a bit off cuz she gets hit with a pebble on one on cheek one. and she that's just the other one uh, yeah <laughs> That's the script but, supervisor's fault. Fault. Yeah. So, um, that is. But, yep. That's that's but, the whole movie. I also <laughs> lo- love it when she walks out of the water and she feels like someone's there. Also, before she goes in the water, she already hears noise and she's like, "My friend," it's you know <laughs> the dog is the thing, and then she does get naked and get in the water anyway because you know whatever. Quiet now. What the script called for it's everything, mm-hmm. and she comes out of the water. And she's like, "Oh, someone might be here. I must cover my boobs while all the rest is still in plain view." <laughs> Logic. That is true. 
Because, like, if I'm going to cover anything, I'm going f- to cover the crotch first. Like, that's my primary target. Well, she didn't go for that because she was actually wearing, you know, swim trunks underneath. Uh, outside the view of the camera. Sorry, logic. <laughs> well, no, it is a movie. Like, yeah, but also continuity. It calls for continuity in these movies. So we bring up. Yeah. We bring it up. That's the point of this show <laughs> is to just bring up continuity errors. That's true. Hmm. Oh, we yeah, so just go to IMDb for that. <laughs> okay. I'm cutting Don't that out. Listeners that. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. Jesus Christ. Oh, they know our secrets. Number seven, telling, retelling the legend and or establishing the movie's rules. Breaking Randy's rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, oh. this is kind of the movie that that sort of set that standard because they had to retell. They had to have the camp counselors, you know, the they had to tell them the legend of Camp Blood. The legend and of Don't go on. there. Yeah, it's, and off it's, off, limits. it's off limits. Exactly. exactly. That's not even counting the five minutes of recapping the first movie that they did at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. They, yeah, they recapped so much in this movie. You didn't even need to watch the first one, I guess. Not really. No. No. Um, they do break Randy's rules uh-huh. because sex does equal death in this movie. Yep. And. Uh, I heard at least two people say, I'll be right back. So (laughs) you you could say this movie establishes his rules. (laughs) Yeah. It's where the rules came from. (laughs) Well, none of them were doing drugs. I mean, the other ones were drinking, but I think they were. They were smoking. They were, they were, they were smoking weed because at one point, yeah, because at one point he's like, these kids have better weed, better weed than I do. Yes, that's right. (laughs) I forgot. Okay, well, then they deserved it. There you go. The end. So the people who drank, this is what these movies are telling you. Go drink because that's safer. And then drive back to the camp after you've drank. Drinked? Drunk. After you've drinked. Don't drink and drive, kids. Also, why are you listening to the show? This is really dirty. Number eight. Dance sequence, montage sequence. At the bar. <laughs> Wasn't there dancing at the bar? Yeah. There was dancing oh, yeah, yeah. While everyone was at the bar. Cassandra <laughs> mm-hmm. and her boyfriend were dancing. I think there oh, might have been dance. dance. Oh, and then, yeah, oh, dance yeah. with the, the dog. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is technically dancing. That is it wasn't good, dancing. but it was there. No. Was not. So yes. So so far, I think we're like seven for eight. Yeah. Yes. Like if you go back and listen to some of the other movies, and we didn't check off a lot of these boxes, and somebody made a comment that was a, uh, well, this isn't that kind of movie. Well, this is the movie we got here. <laughs> this is we that kind it. of movie. <laughs> I mean, it's called the Thirteen. So Friday the Thirteenth. You know, I, actually, I think we're eight for eight, aren't we? No, no meta humor. Well, we have mentioning the title. Mentioning the we, title. We'll, we'll count it. We'll count it just yeah, to well, go okay. full. Yeah. Then I guess we are. We are right now on a queen sweep. Oh, God. Woo-hoo! 
Number nine, someone does stupid shit or that scared the shit out of me, whichever applies or your favorite trope. This will be the longest section of the show. Oh, I was going to say, no, this is where we lose our streak because uh, no one did stupid shit, right? No, no one. Look, like this covers everything because this covers if somebody does something stupid yes. and tropey or if they do something scary that's tropey or just a trope in general. I don't really care because, I mean, you know, you, we basically started with it. She goes into the into the lake skinny dipping when she knows that there's somebody there watching muffin <laughs> muffin oh, um, can I just point out when she goes looking for the dock first when it's still daytime she's like muffin muffin and then someone yells dinner's ready okay yeah Fuck muffin instantly Fuck gave muffin. up yep. <laughs> and then yep. we skip okay. to nighttime and then she's like oh, I might probably go for Oh, no, she's going for a skinny dip, not to look for a muffin again. She, well, she said she was going for a walk. So yeah. you would assume she's looking for a muffin as well. She doesn't figure anything's wrong. I'm sure the muffin has walked away a thousand yeah. times. <laughs> That's fine. Muffin looks like a dog that can take care of himself or herself. No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, how, about, how about the two that uh, go to Camp Blood? After being told explicitly multiple times not to, because it it'd be cool. Yeah, let's go. Nope. That cost him seconds on dessert. So you know. Oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> no seconds on dessert. That's crazy. Yeah, that was yeah, a big deal. And, and then the the cop runs for miles to try to. <laughs> it was like an eight one. and a half minute scene <laughs> of him running. Stopping, catching his breath, and continuing to run. And tripping. Like, I would have given up. At one point. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I guess he mentioned he was, uh, he, he was able, he's a search hound for that long a distance. He found the where he needed to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. We mentioned Jenny's car that won't start. That is a trope and a half. <laughs> uh, oh, Jenny just... with the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> like you see her using it early in the, in the movie or earlier in the movie and then you know yep. the Check whole off trope of using it and then not True. it dying yeah. and whatnot. Not, not locking up that, that uh, shed or whatever that, that was housing all the tools and no, I went, yeah. oh that's good those aren't going to get used no also, if you go out and you come back and your boyfriend who's in a wheelchair is missing, the first thing you do is go look for him upstairs. Yeah. It's a bold move. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Her whole thing was, and I mean this in the kindest way, because, you know, but what the hell were you doing? Like, number one, you're going up, then you're calling to people. Nobody's answering. You go into the door where your friends are probably having sex maybe right although they're dead she doesn't know that just calling in keep calling go into the room be surprised get stuck behind the door and then die that was that was the saddest death at least she went out smelling good yes everywhere mm-hmm. everywhere yes. she did a little extra spray Ch-ch-ch. 
Ah, let's talk about a quick trope subverted or not. Who knows? But at the end of the movie, when you see the head, Jason's mother's head, and it's just like panning on it for a really long time. And. Okay, open the eyes. Open exactly. The eyes. <laughs> exactly. It was always like as a kid, you're just like, they're going to fucking open. They're going to fucking open. Yeah. And nope. they don't. And it's like, hmm, exactly. Hmm. There are there are scenes shot where the eyes do open, um, but they didn't use them, obviously. So imagine what the sequels would have been like if that happened. <laughs> Jason and his mother's mom. head. <laughs> you think he would have gotten a bowling bag? And yeah. Yeah. Mom's head. Perfect yeah, round. And he could throw her and she could attack and bite. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would have been like, what's that movie where the dude has the thing in the bag and basket like, case? Yeah, would have been like basket case, but in the forest. Basket Could've case was one of those up. movies that ruined me as a child. By the way, I had nightmares about that for still, for still. A, a mixture of basket case and Janine Garofalo's character from Mystery Men. Jason pulls the head out of the bag and it talks and then flings it like a bowling ball and it flies around and comes back to the bag. Oh, that would be cool. Or I could put the head on the cat. <laughs> oh, the cat. But that's a bridge too far. All right. Come on. Come on. Mm. Now, now we're playing with Mars attacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the jump scare ending. That's a trope. Shit, they did it in yeah. the first movie. They did it in the second movie. Also, same thing as the first ending. Like, did it happen? Did it not? There's been, like, weird controversy about that because you don't see Paul at the end. You don't see Muffin at the end either. So, Muffin? they don't, they don't really say anything. We don't know. I always believe that, 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 Muffin was alive for some reason. Paul, I was like, whatever. But who knows? Who knows? Number 10, solitude shots. I have two specifically in this movie that I love. There's more than two, but you know. So there is... Um, there is Terry going back to her room looking for the knife... There is like this really lovely scene of her alone in the cabin and she kind of like goes down out of frame somewhere else. And then all of a sudden her head just pops up into the, into the camera frame. I don't know why it's, it's like such a weird shot, but there's just, and she like has this look on her face, like, you know, um, like she's, I don't know. She looks suspicious or like she thinks someone's around, but I think it's just that she's looking for the knife and she doesn't know where it is, but it's just this great look. That's just one of those scenes that pops into my head when I think of this movie. And the other one is uh, Vicky changing in the, um, when she goes back to change her underwear and her sweater. Um, yeah. It's just like a really nice quiet moment of like, she has no idea what danger she's in. And, you yeah. know, she's just bending down in her car to get a brush. The least flattering color of underwear I've ever seen. I said that. Apparently, Dredd thinks that it matches the bra that she was already wearing better than the black underwear she took off. 
but I still think they're ugly. Sorry. A different color, they're maybe not as ugly, but for some reason that like chocolate poop brown, just <laughs> not a not a flattering color for underwear. I'm they so were sorry. actually white to begin with. Oh, Aww. don't say that. <sighs> the uh, the skinny dipping scene. <laughs> yeah. That'll make you, yeah. Uh, also, um, uh, Alice at the beginning in her apartment, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's there's a beautiful a, scene. A lot of shots in there that that really give that that isolated feel. Till the cat shows up. <laughs> but even like, and it's like you know, camera movements moving through the apartment and the shower. That scene when she goes in the shower and all of a sudden, it... yeah. I just love that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Also, the cat with the empty football. Now that's <laughs> now that's solitude. For the cat, yeah. Yeah. We have more meows on the show than most sounds. Well, half the cast here is a cat, so, you know. That's true. Number 11. Scary score, spooky soundtrack. Is this the kind of music that will keep us humming? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. This movie Give gets me... me go- I was doing the music as, as we're watching it. I'm just like... <laughs> Ch-ch-ch- Give me the uh, psycho violin orchestra things stuff. <laughs> it's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. Such a fun time, and uh, it's nostalgic as much as it is creepy. Yeah. Oh, the only thing I will say about like soundtrack is that for the most part. This is strictly like a score thing. Like I mentioned the whole MTV thing, but like you get later in the series and you see how much the soundtrack gets incorporated into the, into the actual movie. And now it's basically just the, the, you know, the score. And I find that very interesting, but we'll talk more about that when we get to the next movies in the series. Blah, blah, blah. Number 12. Final girl. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely a final girl. Is there really? <sighs> yeah. She is considered one of like the favorites when it comes to final girls. She's intelligent, like highly intelligent, and she's a fighter. And so in that way, I really liked her. She did have Paul to help her through a lot of stuff, so... Well, you know, that doesn't take away from her being the final girl. She didn't help saying. Paul at all, though. That, that's also <laughs> There's someone in the room. There's someone Paul? in the fucking room. Paul? Are, are you okay there, buddy? Are you getting murdered? Should I just stand Paul? here and watch you? Should Paul? As you can okay. <laughs> Bye, Paul. <laughs> he was fine, technically. Leave him alone. Uh-huh. He did live. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? We don't know that. He, I'm just he saying, did survive at that, point, he that part. Yeah. We think. Who knows? I have no idea. And if it if the ending is dream sequence, when did the dream sequence start? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe, yep. maybe it was like Total Recall. Oh my god. 
tries to knock Freddy's head off. The <laughs> That's a very, very Jason thing to do. Yeah. You made Jason proud. Aw. Sorry, I can't. I can't grab him. It's fine. He'll sleep there tonight. <clears throat> and wake up in your bed. Yes. She's a very smart final girl. Number 13. The Savini scale of gore. It's not the quantity of gore, it's the quality of gore. Special effects and monsters. So how many... Pickaxes to the leg. Head. <laughs> oh. Pickaxes Ice to the leg. Claw hammers to the head. Ice pick to the throat. Oh, we're looking nails. Temple. That thing oh. was temple-y. Whistling tea kettles. <laughs> I just wanted to go in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's why we like you, Travis. How many muffins? <laughs> I mean, I would say bloody pitchforks. Aw, bra- he breaks his pitchfork falling off the chair. Oh, that was so sad. Oh yeah, he was so he was, he, he he was, was so stumbling. smart. He was so smart getting it, and I was excited. Yay! Oh, no! Or or, uh, we could also go with machete to the face, because that is how... Backwards machete to the face, Backwards machete, you will. Yes, because he does that when he cuts the throat backwards, and he does it right to the face backwards. I know. I don't know yet. How how does (laughs) machete... I mean, like, look, I've never used one, so maybe it's sharp on both sides, and I just never knew that. Um, that one's not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank just, you. Official machete. Tell you that right I, now. That one's not. Um, that is a weird way to cut people, right? It's like, I've always yeah. had an issue with that, but. It's a very inefficient way to cut people because it's a flat part of a blade. Like, yeah, I'm going to take this kitchen knife and I'm going to use the backside of it and cut you. No, no, it's not working. Yeah. It's it not might not be okay. the sharpest tool in a shed, but that's why there's blood force trauma. Okay. Yep. So we have it officially. How many backwards machetes to the face? Okay. All right. Out of 10. I'm also going to put in some information before we, we judge. Uh, okay. Tom Savini did not do this movie right. like he did for the first one. So obviously, you know, um, they got Stan Winston. But uh, then there was some sort of conflict or something, and then they didn't have him, which is sad because I would have loved to see that. Um, But they got Carl Fullerton, who he would go on to do The Godfather Part (laughs) 3. So sorry. Silence of the Lambs in Philadelphia. Interesting. Um, Not the two of those aren't bad movies. So, you know. What do we think? Was he in charge of the machete and which way it cut? Because that might change the score. Um, I mean, I would say I'm going to give it six out of ten. It looked okay. Um, But, you know, we were kind of spoiled with Tom Savini in the first movie. And his work was actually pretty good, for, especially for the 
minuscule budget that they had to make that first movie. Um, this didn't improve on that at all. Um, and they didn't understand how the sharp edge and blunt edge of a knife works. So six for me. Maybe they were just showing how much of strength that he had. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Sure. sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm I going to kill with you with a butter knife <laughs> just to show you how strong I am. Carve out your stomach with a wooden spoon. Mm. No, I agree with Travis. A six. Yeah, I shall also agree. What they showed was not bad at all, but there were also a lot of kills where they quickly cut away or didn't show at all. Probably they didn't have the budget, but, you know. Also, to maintain an R rating, they probably had to do a little bit of that, yes. too. Yeah. So... Specifically speaking to that, most of the deaths in this movie were edited down to smaller versions of mm -hmm. what they were, uh, especially, and I want to go and find this at some point, and it might be in the the copy that I got from uh, Scream Factory, um, but the the skewered death with the spear. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Sandra and the guy she's with, whatever. Um, when they get speared, that is like a great, it's a great scene. It's much longer, but of course, you know, they had to cut it down to what have you. Mm -hmm. Thanks, MPAA. Yeah. I was watching a thing that showed, they say they didn't take it from the movie, but from the movie Bay of Blood, there is the same kind of like spearing a person thingy. Um, which obviously because it's Italian horror is way more explicit. Thank God. But so if I do find it in my, <laughs> the extended version of that death in my box set, I will be sure to share that with everyone but as it, soon as I can figure out. <laughs> it's always interesting to me how it's so fucking arbitrary what the MPAA will make them cut. Like that scene where it's a, it's a spear going into two people. But yet we can get crazy Ralph getting choked out by barbed wire <laughs> and we'll hold on that for quite a bit longer and like watch him getting choked out. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, it's, there's no consistency in that. That's the, that is the shit that just brings my piss to a boil because it's the inconsistency of it. Like if you're going to be that way, if you're going to be super shitty about it, just be consistent across the board. Don't be like, well, you can do this, but you can't do this. No, no, no. Just to like Terry's killed off screen completely. Mm -hmm. um, what's his face? Uh, his throat's cut very fast. And with the back of the blade, of course, like we said, and, um, but then we Mark, can see Mark get a, Mark. a blade to the face and then f like roll down. A but it's very quickly. Yeah. And they also cut that scene because he actually, like, I think he rolls more down the stairs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very, like, there are multiple scenes that and they listed in, in IMDb, the multiple scenes that they had to edit down. And it, it's really sad. That's the thing about movies of this time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I will give it. Did you rate it, Wesley? You said six also? Yeah. You know what? Let's make it a consensus. Let's do a six all around. Six, ding, six, ding, six, ding, six. Ding, ding. 
just just long enough to throw the devil off. Is is this a first for us to have all thirteen of the thirteen be be included? Did because I don't even think we had we didn't have all of those in the original Friday the Thirteenth. Um, because I don't think there was a telling of the legend. Well, no, there kind of was because Mrs. Voorhees talks about what happened to Jason. There was no cat. There oh, was well, there no, there was no Volkswagen. So no. So, so yeah, so this might be our I first. I feel like this is the first. This is the first. This is I could be wrong. You're saying I'd have to go back and look movie. at my notes. If you know of another movie where we actually had all 13, which technically technically one of them is just us rating. <laughs> so, but you know, that still, still counts. Um you know, let us know, but we're pretty sure that this is a first for us. That's exciting. Yay, we win. Yes. Like, uh, it's like we can call Yahtzee. Or Yahtzee! I think it's bingo. <laughs> bingo? One of the things. It's something. Anyway, that'll wrap up the 13 for this episode. Oh, uh, body, body count was nine. Um, up between nine and 12, depending on how you want to count. Because there were, there were some that were kind of like off screen or implied. Um, who officially officially nine up to twelve? Um, according to 12? my research. Oh well, there's research. Yes, I was doing research. Uh, <laughs> oh, here, because on. we don't know if Paul dies actually, or yeah. So body does uh, nine plus one character presumed dead, but it's unconfirmed. If you count the bodies from the dream sequence recapping at the end of the. Uh, uh, the, the recapping of the first movie, you can add three more to the body count. Oh. Well, there's no. Oh. I mean, That's why I say it depends on how you count. If you want to count the bodies, the deaths that we see in the recap of the first movie, it's 12. Otherwise, it's, in this movie, it's 9, 10. Maybe 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, one thing we didn't talk much about that I actually got the most giggles out of was the, the prank that he pulled with uh, towing his friend's truck. Oh yes, especially I love the face that. of the driver that... when they show it from when he's running next to his bike truck, and the, the face of the driver is just like, That's I don't yep. see you. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> taking I love it. <laughs> What's great about it, it is like the first time you watch the movie, you're like, "Geez, they're towing that thing awful quick." Because like he got out of the truck, walked across the street, and he's hooking it up already. Yeah, and. Then when, but when you watch it again, you realize, oh yeah, so it's a total prank because they were just waiting for him to get into town. So it's mm-hmm. even better. It's yeah, it's great. Told it's great. Pull, pull up to the gas station, and then there's there's a play payphone just down the road from that. Just yep. park there and go call me, and I'll I'll tell you how to get here. No, you son of yeah. a bitch! You tell me how to get to your house. <laughs> also, not a thing that would happen in the age of cell phones, right? Because you no. would just call from the truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phone booth. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except this one doesn't go through time. Yeah. Well, that we know of. Yeah, that's true. You know, you never know. <laughs> uh, even though technically this movie was not filmed in New Jersey, I like to pretend that it was just like every other Friday the 13th movie because we started it and so shall it be. It will be forever. Mm-hmm. We even have the camp here, remember that, so. 
anyone wants to come visit Jersey and go to the camp. Yeah, they do tours. Yeah. I want to plan to do that if I can get, you know, friends to go with me and stuff. If you guys are ever visiting. Pay pay for everything and I'll do it. (laughs) I I get paid less than you do. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. No. And now we play What the Hell Was That? It's where we play a clip from our next movie, provided by our clip curator, Dreadly. Play the clip, Dreadly. No whiskey. No rum. Alcohol's illegal this month. Folks have hard enough time in the dark without booze making it worse. Don't forget about the liquor. Lucy. Just bring me a bowl of raw hamburger. You know to get meat two ways around here. Frozen or burnt. Can you guess that movie? Give it a try on Twitter and don't forget to tag the show. And if no one guesses it, we'll still post our gift clues. So be sure to follow us at Gore Podcast on Twitter. First person to guess it correctly gets a shout out on the next episode. And you can be like Claire, who guessed Black Christmas. Thank you, Claire. You rock. We didn't get any emails this week. But you can always email the show at gorepodcast13 at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon, so if you'd like to support us, monetarily that is, go to patreon.com slash gore13. But if you'd like to support us in some non-monetary ways, leave a five-star review for us on your podcast app of choice. I mean, you can leave any number of stars, but, you know, five, you know, makes me smile. So until next episode... Travis, where can people find you? Uh, easiest way is pick your social media of choice and search for TV's Travis or TV's Travis.com. Faye, where can people find you? On Twitter at Chibi Faylin. And finally, Dreadling, tell people how they can travel to the bowels of hell to find you. Just head on over to the dreadzone.com and you'll find links to all my stuffs. And where can people find you, Wicked Kitten 13? Well, as you just said, you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch and Hive, I'm going to say, at Wicked Kitten 13. Because uh, that's where I am. And that's my name. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope we made it a little harder to fall asleep tonight. You're all doomed.